Ben felt his feet shuffle across the pavement. Then his hand found the guardrail. Clasping the cold steel, he felt vibrations in his palm. It was coming. Shifting his weight into his hand, Ben summoned all his strength and attempted to jump the rail. One leg cleared it, but his other shin rammed hard into the metal. He cried out as he spilled over the rail, grunting as he hit the cold, hard ground. He rolled over and came to a rest in a painful heap on sharp gravel. There, as he clutched his shin, he turned to see a car come screaming into view, its front end raking along the rail, generating an awful screech as it went. Ben's wide eyes strained, thirsty for starlight but gathering only mundane details of the car. In the midnight void, Ben made out the shape of a long, older model sedan. The road car appeared a deep gray color, but that could have been an effect of weak moonlight. Its headlights were off, which had left only the scream of it dragging across the guardrail to announce its arrival. And just as soon as the road car had come, a shadowy blur across the pavement where Ben had been standing just seconds before, it was quickly reabsorbed by the night. As the frozen ground sapped the final vestiges of body heat from his hoodie, Ben listened to the awful sound fade. When it was gone, only his chattering teeth filled the silence. His shin throbbed. He made no attempt to get to his feet. Instead, he stared into the sky above in detached consideration about how the only other car on the turnpike on Halloween night had almost run him over. Had he not jumped behind the guardrail in time, he would have been struck dead or maybe dragged beneath the car, smeared across the turnpike and left to die alone on the asphalt like roadkill. Some part of him, perhaps the same part that was always lobbing the curses, wanted him to close his eyes and sleep away the Halloween nightmare. Ben had never had a close call like that. His chosen lifestyle made near-death experiences hard to come by. He'd never been one of those thrill-seekers. He could barely wrap his head around enjoying skydiving or combat sports. He preferred experiencing danger indirectly, through an avatar on a screen, in a simulated online fantasy world. Peering into the dark night sky, Ben tried to imagine a situation that could lead a car to skirt along the guardrail in the middle of the night. What the hell had happened to the driver, he wondered. Maybe a heart attack or some kind of medical emergency had rendered him unconscious. An odd thought crossed Ben's mind. What if the road car didn't have a driver? Ben took a much-needed few deep breaths and attempted to gather what was left of his wits. Yeah, that's it, Ben thought. Heart attack for sure. The driver having a heart attack did make the most sense. Cardiac arrest must have slumped him across the steering wheel, foot still on the gas as he veered into the rail. Ben tried to logic it out. Subtract head-on collisions, drunk drivers, skids across black ice, mechanical failures, and all the other horrors claiming the souls of the highway bound, it stood to reason that there was the occasional natural death on our roadways. Natural causes, that was it, Ben decided. Willing his mind to focus on more immediate matters, like if he didn't get up and get moving, he was going to freeze to death. On his feet again, his shin throbbing, Ben limped gingerly back over the guardrail onto the turnpike. The pain seemed to ground him a little. Okay, which direction now? He wondered. 
And then he reminded himself he'd already decided that he was going back to his car to run the heater until daybreak when someone would surely come to his rescue. But now, factoring in the rogue car heading that same direction, the choice seemed up in the air again. Was it not obvious that he should put as many miles between himself and the road car as possible? I mean, who in the hell knew where the demon vehicle would come to arrest or who was piloting it? Still, Ben clung to the idea of warm shelter and the familiarity of his own car. Comfort of any kind would do at this point. Plus, now my shin's throbbing, he thought. The way back was colder and slower going. His traumatized mind played tricks with the darkness, or maybe it was the darkness playing the tricks, but over and over again he would see the outline of the rogue car up ahead of him, waiting for him, and just as fright descended upon him, the nightmarish mirage would dematerialize. He imagined a demon at the wheel of the rogue car, or the spirit of one in possession of it. He imagined that it wasn't just bad luck that his tire had blown out, but rather the handiwork of cannibalistic inbred mountain people. He imagined them laying spike strips across the turnpike and ripping the phone out of the emergency call box. He saw himself being spit-roasted over a fire as they danced around him and howled at the moon. Or maybe, when his tire had blown, he'd gone into a skid then rolled over the guardrail. Maybe he'd careened into a tree and been killed upon impact. If he was already dead, then the turnpike was his private hell, and he was condemned to wander it for eternity. He'd be at the mercy of the demon charged with tormenting him in various cruel ways. Ben came upon the vandalized emergency call box. This time around, it felt like a warning sign, telling him one last time to turn around. And yet he walked on, horrible thoughts swimming in his head. He imagined he was back at his car, curled up asleep in his back seat, suddenly woken up by the sound of footsteps across the roof. He imagined watching the dashboard clock tick into the morning hours, then realized with horror that the sun was not up. He imagined the hours coming and going with no sign of a sunrise and that he was condemned to an eternal Halloween midnight. His imagination would have continued supplying waking nightmares had Ben not rounded a bend and spotted his car in the distance, pulled off in the breakdown lane right where he'd left it. Oh, thank God, Ben thought. He hurried towards his car. He could feel the heater pouring warmth all over him already. Just the prospect of sitting down again filled him with joy. Even though he was still on the turnpike, getting back to his car still felt like a victory. Soon, He'd wave down a good Samaritan to help him out. He'd borrow a phone, get back to civilization, and back to the loving arms of his girlfriend. But before Ben would have the chance to warm his frozen extremities back to life in the shelter of his car, he'd be washed in a new wave of adrenaline, potent as a witch's brew. It would surge through his veins and twist his guts into balloon animals. Because beneath the bronze light, he realized, it was not his own car he'd seen although it was a similar sedan.